Hi, and welcome back to another episode of everybody's favorite family podcast, Raising the Revival Generation. The original, the unique. Okay. <laughs> There's other ones out there that are mimicking. You know, uh, mimic is the best form of flattered. There you go. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, I don't know what that was about. The original and the unique. Okay, whatever. That's going to be a new shirt. I'm the OG. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, welcome back to another episode. We have yeah. uh, we have this episode is going to be a little different because we got some stories to tell. Oh yeah. About where we're at, and as you can tell, things look a little different. And if you can see around uh, here, you'd notice that everything is different. That's not right. only just in this room, but even outside of this room. That's right. Things have changed. But before we do that, we got some housekeeping. That's right. Uh, if you haven't done so already, just go ahead to our socials. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok at Raising the Revival Generation. And we're up to 408 subscribers you on YouTube. You can also go to Share our website, which is RevivalGenerationMinistries.com. Dot com. Yes. And uh, you can purchase merch there. It's I'm representing today. It's all there. Uh, but we would love for you to just get more connected with us and follow us just for more updates. We post a lot of things. And, of course, you can join our Facebook fellowship group, which is Raising the Revival Generation Fellowship on Facebook. Which I would like to see a little more activity from well, our members. we've right? been a little bit busy. That's on us. We've been a little bit crazy. We've had a lot going on. And of course, if you would like to partner with this ministry and so into this ministry, there's a link below to do that. You can go ahead and do that and just partner with us and partner with really with what God's doing um, around the world through raising the rival generation, rival generation ministries. Yeah, we have a pretty big, uh, pretty big reach. That's right. Amen. I think when you were looking at your at our statistics on podcast episodes, there's someone who listens in like India. Yeah. Oh, there's quite a bit in India. Hello, we, India. We're, we're, we're all over we the We love you, too. We are streaming all over the world. In and England. There was one in England. We love being able to invest and disciple and walk with you on your journey of parenting and your, and your journey of faith. Yeah. And that's really, truly what God has called us to do here on this podcast. Amen. Yeah. So let's just get right to it. Um, you know, in this podcast, we've talked a lot about what God has done in our family. And um, part most of that is a journey of faith. Right. And it's of starting faith in our life and kind of kicking our butts and bringing us out into the desert for a little while because we we had uh, we had some things to learn and we had some things that had to get burned off of us. Right. And then just stepping into faith and embracing our family. And that's really how this podcast and this ministry was birthed. And um, we say often on the podcast that we're still in it. You know, we haven't arrived. We haven't reached this like level. I think Paul says that, too. He says, not that I've already obtained <laughs> this, but one thing I do. That's right. Uh, letting go of what lies behind and I press forward. So with that, we've just have had major life changes in, in our life and the life of our family. And of course, the first is that you guys know is that um, Lexi and Joshua got married uh, this past October. And that was incredible. But that wasn't the only thing going on in our life. Um, and so, in fact, that was really the kickoff of the countdown of things happening for us. Um, but we have since packed up. The rest of our kids, the the six, and we and shipped them away. We buried a dog, and we brought one with us, and the two cats, and we have moved out of state, out of northern New England, and God has called us right to Metro New York City. We are right outside of New York City, um, in an incredible area. We can, in fact, see the city from where we're from, and um, we, uh, yeah. So today's episode is going to be about that journey and. Uh, how God has brought us here and, and as, why. And as my good friend, uh, Mr. Jacob Lebrecht, 
in, has informed me that we are 20 minutes from Madison Square Garden. And we're even closer to MetLife Stadium. Yes, actually, that's like five minutes. So if you're a Giants <laughs> so, fan, wah, wah, wah. I can't, the button's too far for me to hit that. It, but, oh, uh, what a shame. I need to move it closer mm. for when you make your corny Aww. jokes. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, five minutes away from MetLife Stadium. Yeah. So we are Big he- Boss is about 20 minutes away. So we also, We're get buddy saved. we had like recorded like a whole episode kind of hinting to things that God was doing and just talking about the journey. And we just, just things did not happen. We just and posted it. We just posted <laughs> it. So you're going to get back to back episodes to catch up on. Um, and really we're going to be backtracking a little bit just in what God has, has done and, in our life and how we, how we got here. Yeah. And, um, and cause we, it's purposeful. We didn't just decide to move one day. And if you go back, you, you'll see it's, it has very little editing done to it, the video, but it's just called <laughs> the lost episode. And, uh, because we had lost it, we had forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. And then it was reminded to me just the other night that we should probably post it because it's the prequel to what you're going to hear today. Right, right. And we go into more detail. A little and, bit, yeah. And so really, as as you said at the beginning, this has been a story of faith. Yeah, that's right. Like faith is what has been driving us. Faith is what has brought us to this point um, of where we're at in our life, where we're in a different state now, doing a <laughs> doing a totally different thing. Right. Um, but uh, but it was that journey of faith of, of really seeking God. Yeah. And so, and so with that, it, it, we're gonna we're gonna backtrack a year from right. now. We're gonna go back a whole year to yeah. October of 2022. That's right, and that's where this starts because um, because it was at that time that we had we had been we had been serving in our, in our church. We love our we love that church. We still love those people. Still yes. very good friends. Right, so, you know. because, because a lot of times when pastors what, leave, people are like, "What happened?" Yeah, like, "Well, God called us." That's what happened. There's no like great like controversy or tea or we we love like church. Yeah, we love our pat. We love Pastor Sam, Pastor Crystal. You know, we we love that place. We are grateful for our time there. And for what the Lord did there, uh, in, in our in our life and in our children's life, and just uh, and all of that. So, and that was a special time too, because it was a journey for both of us together. Yes. So, yes. like as they were going through different things, I we were going we were going yeah. through things, and our paths qu- crossed at just the divine time Amen. in That's our right. lives. And God had something in store for both of us, and it was a special time for us because we got to share that with them. Yes. Yeah. And actually, that's where that's where a lot of our story where we the very first episode we said bring your kids to what I think was the name of it was that the first episode. I think that was the second one. Maybe the second episode. We brought our kids to where? But yeah. and and that story begins with them too, mm-hmm. because we were both on this journey where God was bringing us into yeah, like this right. this spirit led life. That's right. Amen. And this, and with that spirit led life came spirit led ministry. And and right before we record this, I read something to you, and this is kind of a key thing that it, that's really cool. It was by Smith Wigglesworth, and he was talking about when he got baptized by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he said that he knew he was baptized by the Holy Spirit, but he was questioning why. Mm. Like, why, God, did you give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why would you give this to believers? And then he had this incident where he went to a house, his house, and they had brought a man who was, um, I guess, demon-possessed. I don't know what he was. He was he was upstairs yeah, in no, his house. Yeah, no, I mean, he was. Like, just yelling, like, And there's people I'm outside lost, on the street. I'm lost. Um, I can't be forgiven. I'm lost. I'm lost. And then God told told Smith Wigglesworth, he said, this is why I baptized you with my mm-hmm. spirit. And then in that moment, Smith Wigglesworth said, get out of him, you lying, deceitful spirit. And the man was set free in that moment. Amen. That's right. And then God whispered to him again, that's why I did it. That's why that's I right. baptized, because you are going to have power to do the ministry I've called you to do. Yeah. And uh, and that was that was just reassuring to us as we're going to share our own personal journey, because we are spirit-filled believers. Amen. 
And so therefore God, and hopefully you are as you're listening to this, that God is calling us to do spirit-filled things right. for his kingdom. Right. And this move that we made was a spirit-filled uh, move. And, and very anointed. And very anointed. Yes. Uh, it, was, it had purpose and it, and it was all divinely orchestrated by God. And as we share our story, we're hoping that we paint a picture so that you can see. Right. And some of it's emotional, some of, it's, yeah. some of it was hard, but it was, it was all inspired and, and divinely orchestrated by God. Well, and, and for us too, and at this point in our life, you know, our oldest child at home now is almost 15. And so the choices we make now are very impactful, probably much more impactful than they are for our four-year-old and for yeah. our two-year-old. You know, and it's impactful for them too, but it's also different when you're 15 or when you're 10, you yeah. know? And so it's not just our, our life, it's our children's childhood. And that was a lot that we had to weigh in this. Um, but when the Lord speaks, you have to be obedient because if you walk outside of that obedience, that's not good. And and I'm I'm in Deuteronomy right now, and 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 it, it just talks about like you have to obey. Like when you get to the land, you have to obey. You have to remember. And as long as you do that, as long as you're in obedience, you know there's just going to be blessing upon blessing upon your life. And so that's something that we've really had to um, walk in in this past year. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about a year ago. Um, when the Lord pressed upon your heart, and I'll let you share, you know, the beginning because it's really a part of really more of your story than mine. It's both of ours. Yeah, and but. and and I felt like saying this because we were trying to record this before and we didn't say mm-hmm. this is when we when we felt the call of God, we didn't as a family we sat down yes. and we talked to our kids like we yes. sa- we said and and we wanted to make and we actually asked them is this okay with you guys because mm-hmm. we said things like we said like we're we're gonna be moving. Like we feel like God, we said that we told them like they were adults. We said we feel like God is calling us yes. to this area. You are a part of this family. What are your thoughts? Right. And are you okay with it? Right. But that we literally had that conversation. And we said other things too. I was like, well, if there's another kind of pandemic or whatever, like like there's a good chance that Daddy might get arrested because we don't shut down the church. Right. Um. And and I said, are you okay with that? And they were all like, if you get arrested, so be it. Uh. <laughs> But anyways, but but with the move, they were all on board. They said, yes. if God is calling our family there, right. then we're, and, and it, that's really how it started, with yep. them sitting down. So the whole process they were a part of. In fact, they were very excited about it. Yes. A new place, new new beginnings. Um, right. And, and, and so with that, the story actually begins a year ago. Yes. Yes. In October, when mm-hmm. we were having an evangelist come up, the same one who we started our journey with when we were getting into the, the Holy Spirit and the yes. flows of the Spirit and Pentecostal ministry and, and raising godly kids, it, right. it was the same evangelist. He right. has a pretty big impact on well, our God, life, I guess. You know, there's people in your life that God brings along that have just have impacts like that. And we started watching him during, during covid Watch, I was watching Check the News. And I thought he was annoying. So I thought he was funny as, as all could be. I was, I was like, like why guy, are you listening this to this guy? guy. This He's guy, offensive. I was like, this guy is a com- comedic genius. He's the Christian <laughs> Bill Burr. Like, I love it. Um, so, I don't think he's annoying anymore. I think he's the funniest guy I ever heard sometimes. Like, some of the things he says, it's just like, what? Um, <laughs> but but we started listening to him at that point, and then we went to go see him in Peckville and went to go see him again. Yep. And, and God was doing something You can unique. learn more about it. You can um, just go back to Yeah, just go back episodes. to episode two. Yeah. Uh, if you're joining this late into this, then you don't know anything about us. So go back and figure out who we are. <laughs> uh, but um, but he had come up. He was coming up. Jonathan was coming up to uh, Lake Church in October, mm-hmm. and um, God had really laid on my heart um, to to really start asking him for the gift of faith. Yeah, that um, the Bible says that you're not supposed to covet anything 
except mm. for the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. So those things you can covet, those things you can long after, you can desire after, and, and continue to desire until you receive. Mm. And so um, God had put that in my heart. And it was unique because at the, what God told me to do was, was to give something. Mm. And it wasn't just to give anything. It was to give, at that point, it was my most, besides my family, it was the most expensive thing that I had ever owned. Sure. I mean... Besides a car. Right. But right. like, but like it was, and it was something I used for ministry. Right. It wasn't just like something that was just kind of on a shelf, like an old relic. It was sure. something I used in ministry and it was something that I used for God every Sunday actually. Right. And it was sentimental. And it was sentimental. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, I, when I, when I bought it, it was, it was the, um, it was a limited edition one. So it's not like they make them right. often and they don't make them that much. Right. In fact, <laughs> it's only gone up in value since I bought it. Yeah. Um, and, and so we were. Jonathan was coming, and he was there for two nights. He was going to be there Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. Yeah. And, um, and we had that Friday night, I was sitting there and said, God, I want the gift of faith. I want the impartation of the gift of faith. And God, as sure, as clear as, as you could hear a voice, he said, okay, he says, I want you to give me, and it, it, was, it was my guitar. Mm-hmm. It, was my, it, was my, it was over a $3,000 guitar. He said, I want you to give me your guitar. And my immediate thought was, God, no. <laughs> Not that. God, you can have anything but that. I'll give right. you a kid. Right. Um, because I can make one of those easier than a guitar. <laughs> mm. um, I'm not a luthier. But uh, anyways, um, I didn't actually say that. But that was kind of like the process in my head. So like, don't, <laughs> don't be offended, please. Uh, but, uh, but I loved that thing. And I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I used it every Sunday. I was like, that can't be. That, you, can't, you can't have anything else but that. Right. And like really that wasn't a matter of the guitar, it was actually a matter of my heart. Right. And that's really what this comes down to. It was a matter of my heart to get right. my heart into a spot where I could actually receive all that God had for me. Yeah. And so um we we went home that night, great night of ministry. Mm. Um and we went back uh for that for that evening the 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 early morning service and then we were going to go to lunch. And I was praying. I said, "God, I, I want the gift of faith. Give me the gift of faith." Yeah. I was crying out that's for right. it. And God said, "Okay, I'll give it to you. Give me the guitar." I said, God, you can have anything but that. I'm not doing that. And right. I was, I was being like, like Jonah. Uh, Jonah heard the voice of God. He didn't deny that God wanted him right. to go to Nineveh. Right. He actually, he knew God wanted him to go to Nineveh. I knew God wanted me to give, give the guitar, but I was just like Jonah, doing the opposite of what God was asking me to do. Like that's a true story. And you hear people tell these stories, and you're like, that can't be true. No one talks. To, no one has these kind of battles of the of the spirit with God. Well, and then all of a sudden, I'm in the moment. You always think too, like, oh, if the Lord asks anything of me, I'm going to give it right away. Yeah, and and you're right. You do. Hey, I'll do anything for God, but <laughs> right. not that. You're right, right. And I was literally having that internal struggle. It was mm-hmm. real. It was hard because I'm like, God, I love you with every, I love you more than anything, but I'm not giving you this. Mm. And it was really a condition of what, what was happening on the inside. And God had something greater. That's the that's the point and so we 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 do that that morning service and i'm still struggling with god i'm like really struggling with him and uh and then we go to the the partner's lunch which was good and then we go back home and i'm still struggling like the whole time where where i'm struggling i'm like god i want the gift of faith and god keeps saying the same thing over and over and i knew it Mm. and then we get to that service and and we're doing worship and and um remember tiff shuttlesworth was there he he sang some songs after Mm -hmm. um and and I'm still there, and and I'm it's like God. I want the gift of faith. You told me to press in to receive the gift of faith, and God keeps saying the same thing <laughs> over and over. And I'm sitting in the back of the church at the end of the service, and the whole night I 
I couldn't even... God did some amazing things, but the whole time I'm battling with God over, over wanting to receive what he has for me, but not willing to let go of things. Mm. And then finally at the end, I walk up to the front and I sit in the front because at the end, normally the worship team goes back up. You do a song as people are leaving. Or maybe there's an altar call and you just mm-hmm. kind of have music in the background. And I remember sitting there and they're praying. Everybody has their head bowed and he's praying for people. And I'm saying, and I, and I finally, I break and I say, God, it's yours. It's no longer mine. I, I've made the choice and it's set in stone that when this service is over, I'm sewing this mm. guitar. And no sooner did I, did I come to that conclusion in my heart and have that, have the, that prayer come out, did, did the, the evangelist Jonathan come over and he put his hand on me. I don't even know what, if he knew what he was doing in that moment, but God does. Right. And he literally said, receive the gift of faith. And, and then he walked away. He put <laughs> his hand on me and, and I was just like, as soon as I was, there, I was willing to let go of what I had been holding on to so tight, God, God was right there to say, "You did it. Now mm. receive." Amen. And um, that's the kickoff for this whole journey that we've been on. Right. Is that, is that, is that we've been living by faith, and I don't think that we would be where we are today, filming in this room down here, <laughs> um, if we hadn't, if we hadn't have done that first act of faith of yeah. giving. To say, God, I love you. You're worth more than anything. You're worth more than anything I could ever own. And right. I'm willing to sow that and get rid of that so that you can so that you can be first in my life. Well, I think that also really launched for us like supernatural giving too and sowing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like sowing beyond your means or where it doesn't make sense. Because, you know, we were giving at that point, we were tithing, but it also wasn't as impactful on our finances as that was that was really the kickoff for us that it was like you know what it's not gonna be like well i'm gonna give some and be like but like you know we sell up our mountain and savings and, and and that stuff like that it was just like whatever the cost is whatever god asks of us we're just gonna give we're gonna give and that's but the similar story in the same process right the the watch right which just, if you go back one episode to the one we just released we yeah, talked about the watch yeah, the watch one. and yeah and i forgot we talked about that but that whole thing where i was battling god because we had we did what what everybody says they do we gave everything and we like were, we literally legitimately <laughs> like we had enough gas in our van passenger van and food and that was you know, at home to get down and back going to these services and the we lord zeroed just said the count. and every time we were there the lord just said give this give this and was like okay god like i'm, I'm like pulling out like ten dollar bills like that I, that i my use kids for are my sewing business Legos. you know they're like sewing. yeah i know like <laughs> pokemon cards all, all of it you know which is given everything and not because we're, you know, cause like sometimes it, you talk about like the giving and the, the sewing people think it's like a, like to we're, get. We're, we're to get, or like we're being like coerced or manipulated into it. It's just not what it is at all. Um, and so, you know, we just freely were giving, that's what the Lord was telling us to do. Just, just so, and it wasn't even about the person receiving. No. It was about us giving. Well, cause that was what, it was almost like a heart check. Yeah. So like I had given, given the, the, the guitar, it was almost a year later that we gave everything. Like, yeah. it was literally everything. <laughs> and we wrote, we sent it all, and then that was it. And then the next day or two days later, we're sitting there, and, I'm, and they're doing the offering again. And I'm just sitting there. I was like, I have nothing to give. <laughs> like, I have, I literally, like, I couldn't give anything. I couldn't give you two pennies. Right. To, I, I couldn't do anything. Like, yeah. I, I, I said, God, I gave you it all. And I was praying this prayer, and this is a dangerous prayer. So I said, God, I give you my heart. I said, I've given it to you before, but this is my heart check. And I'm saying, it's all yours. Whatever yeah. you want is yours. Right. And no sooner did I say that, God said, give me your watch. 
It was a nice watch. Somebody sewed to you. Yeah, someone sewed it. A very nice watch that you wouldn't have bought for yourself. Yeah, it was. Which is funny because that year, that remember, I said I want a watch, and I've been looking at like twenty dollar watches, fifty (laughs) dollar watches, and someone shows up at my house and says, "I got you a watch." Significant. And then it's a significant nice watch. Yeah. Um, For anybody. Yeah. It was a nice watch, and and I'm sitting there, and I'm and I have the same thing. I'm struggling, saying, "God, really." Of all the things you could ask me for, you want my watch, which I like. Mm. And it's almost like the Abraham and Isaac story. Right. Right? Um, where, where God gives him Isaac as a blessing. And he knows he's gonna, the world's going to be blessed to him because God promised. Right. Isaac was the one that the, that was the seed was going to go through and it was going to bless mm. the nations. And then he's bringing him up to a mountain to give him back to God. Mm. But, he, but he says to him, he says, God will provide. We're going up to the mountain to worship. We'll be back. And in that moment, like I'm, I was kind of struggling with God again, and and I was like, I was like, God, you really want this? You really want this? And He goes, like, give it to me. And then I started like crying, and I took the watch and I said, God, nothing's gonna get in the way. Mm. And I brought it up and I sewed it and I put it mm. in, and so now we're out my money and my watch, <laughs> and and just the, just God's provision it, it, even more. Because we left that night. Oh, yeah. We broke our car. Lost so, like, brakes. our brakes have been, like, sounding, like, a little bit weird, but not, like, normal weird. It wasn't, like, normal, like, oh, we got to get these brakes on. It was just, like, oh, that's, just, like, what's, what's going on with that? So, we, like, and, of course, we always travel for these things. So, we're, like, an hour and a half from home, and we we go to leave, and we hear a pop. And we're, like, well, that's, and the sound's that's gone. weird. And then the sound was gone. We're, like, praise God. You know, we just sewed. Like, our the, the vehicle's healed. Like, you know, it's great. And then as we got into town, we had a student with us and we're dropping him off. And when we go back out of the driveway, it's just like the worst sound that you could ever imagine. It's like like a whale. It was just like awful. And so then even when we get home, we're like pulling into our parking lot and pulling back out and pulling in it. And you just like hear it like it's like two in the morning. The neighbors must love us. Um, But anyway, so like, yeah, so emptied our bank accounts. No watch. Gave your watch. No brakes. No brakes on our car. In fact, the it only was, vehicle it was, that fits all the the whole family. It, too. In fact, it was so bad that um, that Asher actually found the brakes sitting in the parking lot. He's like, "What's the this, next Dad? day?" He's like, "Hey, what's so those this? are our brakes." <laughs> they fell, and and so then anyway, the next day a friend came in. He's like, "I gotta fix your brakes." He took it. He fixed it. Praise God. Yeah. And um, he said, "I've never seen that before in my life." And we're like, "Yeah, that's, that's how it happens with us." Um, but so we we go back to the services. And then, so we're skipping ahead. I'm going, I'm going to go back yeah, and, sure. and, and, um, the, the evangelist that was at those services prayed, uh, prayed for new beginnings mm. for us, mm. um, which is a big, important part of the story. So we had sown, um, we had given, we lost our car, our brakes, they got healed <laughs> by divine provision because we couldn't pay for them because we didn't have any money. Yeah. Um, and then we drove back down, um, that prayer was prayed over us. And then that, that very, that Saturday, yeah. Someone showed up and said, God told me that I'm supposed to help you or, or give you give to you. That's so what it was. You, yeah. So into you. And they gave us a, a envelope full of money, more than what we had sown. Yeah. Um, and so when this this is this for you if you're listening. And this is a really this, side part this of is the a story. Side part. This isn't even a really part of the timeline no, of the story of us ahead. moving that we're trying to but here we are. I know we started talking about sewing. And so if you're sitting there and like and God's pressing on you to do something, mm. know that God is faithful. Amen. And the backside of the story is always that Isaac comes down the mountain. That's right. He doesn't he's not dead up on the mountain. That's right. He's he and in Romans Paul even says that Abraham believed that God could raise him from the dead. 
Right. Like God, God is a God who fulfills his word, no matter what it was going on right. in Abraham's head as he was going up questioning yeah. when he got to the top, he knew that he was going to come down with Isaac because God had given him a promise. Yeah. And, and that God's promises are yes and amen. amen. So if God's calling you to do something, do it. then do it because it might be hard. Yeah. Like those, those stories that I have are hard. Right. Right. They, and they, they were like, well, it's just a watch. Or just a, but like they were hard. Right. They were really hard for us. And and imagine there's going to be harder times of giving in the future, but sure. they get easier as you grow. That's right. So like the more the more the bigger the amount is not going to be as hard because we know that God has sustained us and kept us in the past yeah. and he's been faithful to his word. Right. Um and so if God's calling you to do something like that, do it in faith right. because you're called to act in faith. That's right. You're called to walk by faith. You're called to live by faith. You're called to um without faith is it is impossible to please God because first yes. of all you have to believe that he exists and who is he? He's the God of the Bible. Amen. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. That's where God got his name was at, when Abraham said, this he is provided. the God who right. provides. Right. That's right. He did it here. That's and right. so understand that, that God is the provision God. He's Jehovah Jireh. And so if he's calling you to do something, you're, God is going to provide for you. Yeah. He's gonna, even if you give it all, our bank account's right. empty, the car breaks go. Right. God still provides. Right. Amen. And it's that faith that accesses that. It's not the fear. Yeah. It's the faith. The faith is the key. And so, um, so with our journey, right, we, we, we sow the guitar and, and we hear that prayer, receive the gift of faith, which is what I was praying for. Yeah. And then that whole next year becomes this like supernatural year for us. Yeah. Supernatural giving. Oh, and it kicks off in, in January. Yes. Because in January, our church did a 21 day corporate fast and we, you know, as a couple, we, we fasted and we really began to, to see God. And actually it was out of that fast that this podcast was birthed. Yeah. Because back right around that October, when you sewed your guitar, is when I heard two things from the Lord very specifically. He said twins, revival and increase. And it wasn't we were, it wasn't talking about babies. He was talking about Thank goodness. Thank God for that. He was talking about two two specific things. And the, of course the first one, revival, is is revival generation ministries. And we had I had no idea. We had no idea at this point. Those are just the two words that I the two words that I heard. The two words that I heard. <laughs> words um, are hard. And so in the, in Wait. the oh, it's too far. You can't do it. <laughs> and so I need like a stick that I can like press. I know, on. I need to move that yeah. closer. And, and, and anyway, just so you know, the, the this room is not complete yet. No. We just wanted to give an up again a podcast out. Yeah. So, so um, you know, I, I heard that and in it, January this was birthed and but we felt even in the midst of launching Revival Generation Ministries there was a stirring happening in our spirit. And we couldn't really, at that point, articulate or identify what it was, but just that God was shifting things for us. And some dreams and visions that he had placed upon our hearts years ago, he began to to bring back to remembrance that we had had. And so um, that was an, a really interesting time. So after January uh, we, we knew that there was a stirring. We knew that God was doing something and we kind of kept hearing and kept saying and maybe putting off a little bit, you know, just wait until May because in May was our licensing under yeah. RMIMA, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. And, you know, I kept hearing, you know, just get to the river, just get to the river. And of course, we've talked about that trip and this. That was crazy. Just like things are in our life. I mean, that was a really intense trip. Um, and uh, and anyway, it was before that point, if you had told me that we were going to be searching for a church or a ministry or, or a pastor job, I would have said, I'm not doing that again. We've done that before. That brought a, it brought a lot of heartache. It brought a lot of stress. 
which is really not an enjoyable time for us at all. And this is previous to, you know, to late church. And then, you know, we go down and we get licensed and we come home and it's almost like instantly we felt like, um, I don't know if release is the word, but we felt, we felt the charge of God to begin to, to look for open doors because God was calling us to something different in our life. And, um, and, and then he began to really just plant things into our hearts of what was coming next and where we were heading. And so one of the biggest markers for us, or there was a few things, you know, location wise, you know, we knew that the Lord was going to keep us on the East coast. Um, and so we were, that's kind of, we were able to narrow things down to there. Yeah. Um, but we also very much felt so much in our spirit that God was calling us to a metropolitan area. That was something that like he was so adamantly clear on and it was, you know, go to the cities, go to where the people are. And, you know, we've, as like a self-proclaimed like crunchy mom, like, uh, especially previously, like we've done the whole, like, um, you know, we want a homestead and we want to like have all the chickens and the, or me. And of course then we move into not the, R- then we move into an RV with no running water. And I'm like, I do not want this at all. And so I feel like we're, yeah. we're a little bit like, we're always a little bit countercultural. So as like Christians are massively leaving the cities and they're going to go do the whole homestead thing, right. We're feeling a call and a press to the cities, to the people, right. Because, um, God loves people. Yes. God loves people more than he loves deer in the field. God loves people. And as Christians, we, we have to come to these areas and we can't just abandon them. You know, the gospel is so desperately needed here. And that's what we felt in, in our hearts and, and, in our, and in our lives. So we began to, to, to look for that. Um, and then one night we had a conversation and we almost, what I like to say, we almost like spoke this into, into happening. And, and it's, uh, I said, well, what about New York city? And he said, "Mm, well, I would go to outside of New York city. And so the next day we're sitting there and I'm looking for jobs as I do every, as I did every single morning, I would just, you know, see what's been posted and what's up there. And this random uh, school pops up where they do like pastoral job listings and it had never popped up on Google before then. And it never popped up on Google after that. It was just one time. It, and I wasn't even doing like location. I wasn't even doing like pastor jobs in New York city. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like pastor jobs or pastor openings or something like that. And there it is. And I look at it and I see this listing and I said, oh my goodness, we were just talking about right outside of New York City last night. And that that's really what started being here. And that was in June, I would say, I think late, yeah. late June, early July. Um, well, there was a few things that happened too in between that. Like, right. Like, um, like we had another evangelist who was coming and right before he came, I was fasting. And I was specifically fasting for um, open doors is what I was fasting for. Yeah. I was saying, like, God, if you're calling us to go somewhere, then I want it to be easy. Right. I want it to be quick. I don't want to go through this whole long, dragged-out process where they, like, put me before, like, a, a committee or whatever, and they kind of tear me down or do all these other things or try to, like, I don't know, because we had those experiences before. Well, the we Lord, went through the right. whole staffing thing before oh, COVID when we were looking, and that was just, like, it was like they tried to discourage you from doing anything for the Lord um, and it's just like, are you guys even Christian? And you're at the, you're consistently at the mercy of the, of a church board or of a staffing agency. And I remember the entire time, and of course this is pre-COVID or and then in the midst of COVID, the entire time I'm thinking like, this is like not even biblical. Uh, none of the way that they 
look for pastors or any of it, it is biblical. So anyway, so the other thing that the Lord really impressed onto us this time was that it was really, truly going to be in, in our hands and of course in, in the Lord's hands that we weren't going to be at the mercy of boards <laughs> this time. And then, you know, really getting our heart sets and then getting let down and plugged in. And, it, and you know, it's difficult when it's so one-sided where it's not just, you know, in our experience before, it was just the church is deciding you're either a good fit or you're not. And, you know, <laughs> we, we really didn't have a lot of say in it. And it was really, truly very different um, this time around. Yeah, because like I said, when I had been praying for open doors, I, I, we wanted it easy. Yes. We didn't want to go through a long process. And we, clear. Because that's the other thing. If God's calling, then he's going to make the way. Right. right? It's not going to be like, like, like when Israel got to the Red Sea, they didn't have to build boats. Right. To get their own butts across. It was like they showed up and God said, I'm going to show you my glory. Keep walking. And then he parts the Red Sea and they go across. And when you ask pastors, like when you like go into forums or whatever, like how long did it take you to get hired? Like people are like looking at like two years. I'm like, that's insane. That's just like absolutely insane. Like God is not a God. Like he's not waiting around two years. Like it's insane. And and we so we were, we put our faith to say like, God, if this is you, then you're going to make a way and mm-hmm. we're not going to have to strive. We're not going to have to have a lot of strife. Right. And so we only really applied to four places. Yeah. We interviewed at three. Yes. Um, and there's a funny story behind that. <laughs> um, and, oh, I forgot the open door thing. I was fasting for open doors yes. and praying for open doors. And then when we were, when our friend Preston came up in evangelist, I was standing in the back of the church. And when he, he was praying for people and he walked all the way to the back to where I was, he put his hand on me. And I'm not, and he just, he said, um, he said, God, uh, I thank you for open doors. Yeah him that's, right. that's what he said he, exactly what i was praying for from god he put his hand on me and said so, i thank you if you're keeping track we had essentially three very like audible words from like other people words of knowledge where they probably didn't even like realize that that's what was happening amongst this journey yeah and the first one was the gift of faith the second one was open doors and the third one was new beginnings and yeah. they were all right at that time where nobody and nobody else knew no. there was not i mean even for even in the beginning, at least for the first two, like we had, we hadn't even necessarily shared with those closest to us at that point. No. It was yeah. between us two that we knew what God was doing, and so it's not like you know we'd have at the partners' lunch we'd had like a conversation or anything. That's that's not it's not what it was. It's no, because I was still battling God. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was enjoying my prime rib. I was right. like, God, why? Right. Uh, why would you do this to me? Right. Uh, but <laughs> but even with that, like. Like, so, so he said the open doors. And so with that, we applied to four places, really. Those yes. were four places where we could see ourselves. One of them, we kind of knew it wasn't. We were just, it was just near the Well, ocean. one of them we thought was in a different area. Yeah. We where, it was because there's like a city. town and then like, there's like a town by one name and then it has like new, like for the other name. And like, we were in the new one and that was like not near anything where no. the other one was near, right outside of DC. Yeah, I don't so, even remember where it was. So we, uh. We interviewed with three. Yeah. Um, one of them were like, right after the interview, we're like, nope. Yeah. No, it just, that was not, not for us. And even in the area. But just like I said, we us. were, when God spoke to us, when we had been fasting and praying, he said, you are going to have the choice. Yeah. See, up until that point, like even where we lived wasn't a condition, wasn't because we chose it. It was because of the, it was the, it was really, the circumstances. it was circumstances. Yeah. It was circumstantial. We lived in an RV because of the place we lived sold. Yeah. And we had no other place to go because during COVID there was nothing. Right. <clears throat> and and God used that as a means to get us to where we needed to right. be so that we could grow spiritually yeah, and, and mature and, yeah. and get back onto the vision that he had for our family That's and right. for our ministry and yeah. for our lives. And so um, so when when we were praying for open doors, it meant all that. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't just like, like a small thing. We were saying, God, we want it easy. Right. Easy, easy, easy. And so um, 
I don't know where I was. Oh, so yeah, we. Sorry, I lost my mind. My track. I lost my mind track. Whatever that is. Um, Press the button. Words are hard. Press no, the button. I, you're too far away. We don't Throw do that for me. That's it. your sound. Um, but so we uh, we only applied to four places. Yeah. And two of them uh, we interviewed at three. Um, one of them. But one of them wanted to interview us. But and I didn't got that far. Okay. So that part, All right. That, that plays into the rest of the story of faith and God's okay. direction and divine providence. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and I was reading this morning, right when when Jesus goes to get baptized, he's raised up from the waters, and the Spirit descends upon him, mm-hmm. and God says, "This is my Son, in whom I'm well pleased." And then it says that immediately the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Amen. Spirit led into the wilderness where he fasts, and Satan comes. And after fasting, you would think I've heard it preached that that because he was fasting, he was weak, he's hungry, he's be- he, so the temptation comes in those in that weakness. But actually, since he was fasting, right. he was strong. That's right. He was strong because he had been fasting for what God had for that's him. That's right. Just like we had been doing throughout yeah, this journey. That's right. That and strengthens you. It doesn't weaken you. Yeah, it doesn't. We- it's fasting. He's depending on God. Right. And God and the Spirit. And when Satan comes up, he had already fasted and been in the presence of God. He was yeah. ready for battle. Right. It was, and so I was just reading that this morning. This just came up. Uh, so anyways, we applied to four places. We interviewed, but one of them said, no, nah, that's out of the picture. Yes. But then there was another place. There was a place in, in Georgia, and then there's mm-hmm. a place where we are, and then there was a place in Connecticut. And poor Connecticut. All, all metropolitan all areas. All metropolitan areas. And, and so we had interviewed with, with Georgia. And it, I, actually, it was a fun interview. I enjoyed it. I liked the people we talked to. Sure. They liked me, obviously, because yeah. when I told them that we weren't going to take that job, they were really kind of bummed. Yeah. Um, they said that they liked me and they wanted to hire me. And I said, well, you, this is where God's leading us. Yeah. Um, which the Georgia one would have been a more secure job. A comfortable. Yeah, yeah. More comfortable. So if you're looking for a comfort, that would have been the one to go to. But that's not. The staying would have been comfort, too. Th- yeah. Th- yeah. That's the other thing, too. But we were answering a call. Yeah. God was calling us to something. Which is the step that you have to take. Yeah, and so there had to be faith involved in that mm-hmm. to get us to where we are now. So that one was nice. And I remember the, remember the question, because yeah. he asked, they said, are you a sinner or a saint? And I said, I said I'm said, i a saint saved by grace. Like, I, I'm a new creation in Christ. Yeah. I'm a saint. And they were like, they were so shocked that I answered that question that way. Because everybody else had said that they were sinners. Who wants a pastor who's a confession <laughs> sinner to come preach at their church? <laughs> I can go down to the local bar and get a sinner. That's right. What the heck does that guy know about salvation and redemption and being re- like a new creation life? Mm. But that just blew my mind. And then, um, so we we were interviewing. We interviewed with them. They were great. I loved them, but it just didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, God was leading us a different way. Yeah. And when we were preparing to come to to where we are yeah. in New Jersey, um, we I had been praying. I had been running first of all. I was getting not was, running from God, but like physically no, running. I, I was done running. So the Bible speaks the about guitar. that. So. After the guitar and the watch, I was done running. Yeah, he who runs with no one pursue him. I forget. I forget what it says there. It's a proverb. Yes. Um, but um, but when we were getting uh, ready to come down here to meet the church, we mm-hmm. talked to them. We were going to come down and meet them and preach. I I was running the track because I didn't want to get too fat for my suit because there was a wedding coming up. And that's literally the reason why I did it. <laughs> And it worked. I fit it. Now I need to lose more weight. Um, but uh, the Korean chicken is just... Whew. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So we, we, I was running and I was praying. And it was about two weeks before we were supposed to come down. I said, God, 
if I'm going down there, I don't know these people, and I don't just want to preach a sermon. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to pick a sermon out of my my plethora of sermons that I've preached in the past and just go down there and preach. I want a word from you. And I was was running, God brought me to um, Ezekiel when he's in the Valley of Dry Bones. And he tells Ezekiel, he says, prophesy to the bones. Mm -hmm. At first he says, can these bones live? Mm -hmm. And Ezekiel says, you know, Lord. And he says, okay, now prophesy to them. Mm And to prophesy is to speak, that's to say, thus saith the Lord. This is the word of God. And God told me, he said, go go preach the the gospel, preach the word of God, and watch the dry bones come to life. And so that was what I thought was going to be a sermon. Mm. Wasn't a sermon. That word was not just for that Sunday. That wasn't for the the body. No, well, yeah. At that time. At that time. it It was something deeper. And so we come down and we meet them and, and we go to lunch to them with them. We have pizza with, and they, we get to see the sunrise over New York City, which is a beautiful thing, believe it or not. I've seen it on the mountains, I've seen it in the valleys, and now I've seen it in the city, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, the message that I had was similar. It was on the power of the Word of God, and mm-hmm. it was when Jesus was at Lazarus' tomb, and he spoke before. He said, this will not end in death. So it didn't matter what happened between that and the end of the story. Mm-hmm. What God spoke was going to happen. It wasn't going to end in death. Right. And, and Jesus' call to those who were there was to believe and see. Hmm. Believe and see. I spoke it. Now you believe it and you see the glory of the Lord in the promises of God. And so that was the sermon. And it, wasn't, it didn't click in my head until we came into the, into the parsonage and they kind of took us on a tour of the house. Like, I think they were trying to like butter us up. Like, all this can be yours after we fix it. Um, and so we did, a, we did a, a walk of the parsonage and, and they, we sat down at the table. I, I just want to pause and say is that at some point in the journey in about March, uh, well, a couple times, but in March, the Lord had promised us actually a turnkey house. Yeah. Literally word for word. From two people. And, and at that point when we looked at the parsonage, that, that was no turnkey house. Yeah. <laughs> it, it had some work. It had and, some work. And actually, there's miraculous story and provision Amen. in, in the right. whole thing, the even whole with thing. the church. Yes. Even with the church and things that happened when yes. we were praying for specifically yeah. happened, and right. it was to the glory of God. Right. Um, and so uh, so we, we go on the tour, we sit down in the kitchen, and they're like, this is what we can give you. Um, it's not much, but we, this is what we can give to you. Mm-hmm. And then this, the parsonage is, is, is added on to that. And, um, and they were kind of, it seemed like they were a little bit like, there's no way he would accept this. Uh, that, that was the mentality I got. I don't know if you felt, yeah, they, no, they seemed yeah. a little discouraged about what they could give. Yeah. Um, and, but in that moment. And about the numbers, the numbers of, of people. Yeah. The, you know. And in, and in that moment, I remembered God's word. Mm-hmm. And I, I told them to that. I said, I said, if we come, we're coming in faith. That's right. Right. That's the only reason why we would come is because we believe God's calling us. And so we're going to come in faith and believe that God is going to provide for our needs. And according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, as we do the work, the laborer is worth the wage. Amen. The Bible says that's that right. that's a kingdom principle. Yeah. That's a kingdom principle. That's God saying that the laborer is worth his wage. Mm. You and yeah, that's a whole nother thing, another topic when we talk about giving and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, but the laborer is worth his wage. And so they were sitting there and I said to them, I said, this is what, when I was coming down, I told them the whole story I just said about me going and I was jogging. <laughs> I didn't tell them I was trying to lose weight to fit in a suit though. <laughs> but I, I said, I said, I was, I was praying that God would give me a word. 
And what God gave me wasn't a word for a Sunday morning. It was mm-hmm. a word for a ministry. That's right. That it Amen. was to come here and preach the gospel right. and watch things come to life. Yes. Watch those things come to life. And I told that to them. And there was an excitement. And and actually, you were even you you said that when we came down, it wasn't even the whole service, but you felt the presence of God when. Yeah. So I mean, one of the things because to to explain further is that you know this is a hundred year old church this year. And, um, but it's essentially we're coming in. It's really a church replant. We've got to reestablish some things and we've got to bring life back into it. The Lord has bring life back into it. And so coming into it, we didn't know what worship was going to be like. And of course, you know, uh, you know, Jason was a worship pastor for so many years and we have children that are very gifted in worship leading and we, and we believe that we're going to see a future in that. And, um, worship in general is just really important to our family. Mm-hmm. And so we were not sure what the Sunday morning worship service would look like. And, um, we came and actually, uh, it was not at all what we thought it was going to be. And, um, Jesus, his presence was there. And there was that one moment where his presence was so evident and he, in there he was. And I, and I, I remember thinking like, I feel like I've been in this place, like worshiping for like, you know, a very significant amount of time. Like it felt so familiar to me because Jesus was there and I know him, I know his presence. And it was in that moment that it felt like, okay, this is home. This is actually home. Mm. And it took me by surprise. I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting to feel that. And in fact, and then in our in our first Sunday here, I had that I had that again. And it was like, these are my people, and I and I love them, and I, and I felt like home. And um, and so yeah, it was just it was it was really impactful for me in that you know that that Jesus was here, and 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 he he was so clear you know that he loves the people here and he loves this community and he loves the 8 million people living in new york city yeah and he loves the 20 million people who are metro new york city which is where we are 20 million people and that that number is so impactful to me i use it all the time 20 million souls and and so like when we when we left this place we agreed we we were like yeah this is where this is Mm -hmm. where god is is leading us this is where god is calling us yeah faith we're gonna come right and um and then we went back home and we had to start setting up the arrangements. We started telling. And it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. We had T- to- telling people that like, telling people in a place that you love and to people that you love that like, hey, the Lord is calling us out of here. It's not easy. And sometimes people response, people's responses make it harder. Yeah. Just, just very honestly. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes you expect support, you expect things and people have a funny way of showing it. And that's not, that's not anything on anybody else. Right. But like truly, like sometimes what God does in your life where he calls you and what he calls you to do, it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always make sense to other people. But you have to have, and that's part of the faith aspect, right? Because if it was, if it wasn't faith, people, everybody would be gung-ho. Well, you think about it, like even when Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. Yeah, right. right. And and Peter steps up and he says, this is never, this is right. never going to, right. we're never going to allow this to happen. That's mm-hmm. crazy, Jesus. Why would you go right. die? Right. And Jesus is like, this is what God has set before yes. me and I'm going to do it. And yeah. and, it, and it wasn't like Peter didn't love Jesus. In fact, right. that's the reason why he said that's that he didn't want him to go. Yeah. And that's so that's, right. that, that's, that, that's the thing is like, he, it, it wasn't that he, there was no love or he didn't want him. Like, yeah. He loved him and that's what in his flesh like I love this right. man. I don't want him to die. Right. Um, but this. But Jesus said, "I'm going to go complete the will of, that the Father has for yeah. me." Um, and so, 
so with us, we, we, we went back and we started setting up those arrangements. And even, and even in, so this is the thing, in between that time of coming down here and then and agreeing, I had to go tell the other churches in Georgia. And then finally, this is where Connecticut comes back in. We get an email <laughs> from the Connecticut friend. church. <laughs> and and they're like, hey, we we were excited to have like they had been going to our website yeah. nonstop almost every day. Like they had blown it up to watch the sermon. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but every day they were going on there. And they're like, we thought we were, the podcast offended them. We were like, why don't they respond to us? Like, and I even sent them an email. Remember, I was like, hey, uh, yeah, any work following up? <laughs> Just following up to see that you've been to the website. What are you, any questions or concerns? And then finally, after we had agreed to come here, we finally get our first email from them. And they were like, we're sorry. We were excited to see your, your resume. And, uh, and we want to know, are you still interested in, in coming to be our pastor? We couldn't email you because our server would not send out emails to Gmail accounts for some reason. But we got that. Fixed. But that's the Lord. The Lord. Because, and again, that, that area and that church, um, that would have been probably a more comfortable move. And But the Lord just said, nope. Yeah, this is not for you. You just made it very, very abundantly clear, and uh, and that's okay. And we we pray for that church and uh, know that even, God's going to do even, incredible things there. Even the church in Georgia was after I they, like I called them <laughs> yeah. and he's like, he's asking me these questions and I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to drag you. Right. On. I don't want. I I just want you to know we. I need to stop because I've accepted right a p- pastoral position here. And this is where God is calling our family. And yeah. we still have an open invitation. Though. He said, he said, call me if it doesn't work out. I was like, well, that's Actually, not we the case. It's not going to not work. We just saw their ad in a Facebook group yeah. recently. So like, praying not, for them too. Like this is where God's leading. So it's not that. It's, if you're it, looking for a spirit led church. It's not going to work out. That's what Send us say. an email. We'll, we'll, we'll pass along the information. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so that, so this is where God had called us. And yeah. this is where we were putting, we, we started Started focusing on things here. Well, there was something that we had to do, though. I mean, we had to ask uh, the church to take a little bit of a step of faith because we were taking a step of faith, and yeah. they did. And as soon as they did, we just we just went full one hundred percent into it. One hundred percent. But there was still so. This is the thing: like you can <laughs> you can walk in faith while having questions. Yeah. Oh, like, definitely. It, it, it's because God. So, like, we were, for instance, not too long, like two weeks before we were getting ready to move. There's two times that we had this issue. Yes. And I'm sitting on the stage uh, and I'm leading worship and I'm looking out and people are worshiping and the presence of God is there. Um, and and I, I'm questioning. Yeah. And so we're worshiping and, and people are in the presence of God and I'm just sitting there with God. And, I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, God, are you sure? that it, it, I need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is you. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to go if it's not you. Right. And uh, in that moment, he... In the midst of the worship, he brought me to to in, um, to when Jesus tells the disciples, he says, "Look, he says the harvest is plentiful. Mm. He says, but the laborers are few. And he says, so pray to the Lord of the harvest that I'll send laborers. And then God said this. He said, he said there have been people praying for har- for laborers Amen. for a long time there. Yeah. And I said in that moment, I said, then God, I'm going. That's right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question. I'm gonna go. Right. And that was just another reassuring time. And it wasn't. It was just God speaking to me in that moment. Well, I, and I will say, you know, to, to share a little bit, there was somebody that we respected that kind of came to us, and I don't think that they meant to, but there was some, like, seeds of doubt that were planted, or we received it as seeds of doubt, I should say. 
And that was a little bit difficult to work through because, and that happens, that happens when God is calling us. And sometimes it's very unexpected on who the vessel is. And that's why we should always be extremely careful when we speak to people on their life and like where God is calling it, you know, let that be like a little bit of a warning, you know, you have to be sure before you open your mouth and speak. And, um, and so for me, that was, that was difficult. And what it did is it, it opened the door a little bit to, you know, some, some doubt and yeah. some questions. And actually, I, I don't even want to say doubt and questions. It wasn't even doubt and questions. It was actually fear. Yeah. It was actually fear. And I, you know, this fear of like my children coming and dying and this, you know, fear of, of, you know, just even of the finances and of things or of just being in disobedience. And that, you know, that was really difficult. Well, and there, there was one day when, you know, I, I just, I said, I'm just letting you know, like, this is like my struggle is that I feel like fear is like knocking on the door. And that because of like something that was said, I said, I opened up this door and I said, and I'm really like battling against that. And I, and I shared that with you and I shared my heart. And then it was <laughs> that evening that actually there was, um, there was a seed sown to us personally yeah. for this, for this ministry. And it was very unexpected. It was from a very unexpected person. It was, you know, very, just very, just really. But it had, a, it had the message was to go bring the gospel and family yes. ministry to New York. Yes. That's what, it, that's yeah. what they said. And so, and that, and that really, and that was exactly what we needed right when we need it, which is again, so important that we're obedient when the Lord tells us to do stuff because you don't know who else needs, needs it, you know? And, 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 on, and tell you the truth on this whole journey, I'm, I'm like thankful for how gracious God has been. Yeah. Like yeah. even with the guitar, like everything, like he's a good God. Amen. And he was, and it was for our betterment that those things were, that we were mm -hmm. do, going through those things right. to get us to where we are now. Right. And so like, even with that, like even coming down and we're, we're two weeks into ministry. Yeah. We've seen growth. Amen. That's we've right. Seen, <laughs> An excitement. There's excitement, excitement in this community. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, and preaching the word and seeing people just like. Even being like being able to pray over the yeah. sick as they come forward because we're preaching the word and they're like, mm -hmm. like God can heal and I'm gonna Amen. go up and I'm gonna receive That's my right. healing and seeing that happen in the service and and the the crazy thing and this is what I what this is a word that God gave us a while back is that this is just the beginning. That's right. Don't despise the beginning. This is just the beginning. Right. What God has in store ahead is, is going to be so much greater, right. so much greater. There's more testimonies, more signs and wonders, more right. deliverances, more salvations. All those things are going to follow as long as we, as, for you too, like as, as you do the things that God has called you to do and trust in Him, all those things are going to follow as you step out in faith, as you draw near to God and believe that He is who He right. says He is. And He's going to do everything that He says He's going to do. This has been definitely definitely a journey right. of faith. Well, and and in that like even with coming to this church we, we gave them a timeline of what really worked best for for us, for our family. That timeline didn't really work best for the church. church. It wasn't really ideal. But but they their faith was activated in it. Yeah. And God began to move Everything things. And God. even financial provision for the church and then, you know, we talked about the turnkey house is that that's what we came to. We came to a turnkey house. And that was miraculous how everything happened, all the work happened, you know, contractors and electricians and all those things are not always easy to work with. There's a, usually a long time, but that was not the case here. Everything's happened and it happened quickly and it happened well. And, um, and we didn't do this. We didn't talk about this, the whole process of hiring for yeah. us, right? It was extremely fast. Yeah. Um, because like, I believe what was going to happen was they were going to go announce to the church and then they were going to go give it a week and then they were going to vote. So it was supposed to be a three week process. Right. Well, 
they called us the following week after we got done preaching here and said, "Hey, we voted, and uh, you're in, and it's unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still yeah. want to come down and be our pastor?" And so and we even, said, "Hold on." It, it, and yeah, we said, we're like, "Whoa, that was really, really fast." And uh, we put them on mute, and we looked at each other and said, "All right, I guess this that is was God." It. Yeah. And, um, and so that's been the that's been the crazy journey that we've been on, right? And why the walls green instead of the black like we used to have. That's right. It's uh, it's because this is what God is doing, and and the whole process we've been saying, look at what the Lord has done. Amen. That's that's right. been our testimony since the very first episode. Yeah, is look at what the Lord has done. Even back then, we didn't realize where we would be today. Right. Back in January. That's right. Less than a year. Yes. I think it's been a year since right. we launched this podcast. Right. Where we started fasting and praying, we thought, oh, we'll just do a family ministry podcast. No, yeah. God uprooted us and He's planted us. Yes, that's right. And the best is still yet to come. Amen. And so, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it for the story. I mean, this you're now all caught up on the timeline. You know, we started back four years ago, and here we are now. And uh, it's an incredible journey. And, every, yeah, we're excited. And now that we got that out of the way, we can get back to creating different content that focuses more on... <laughs> And more consistent spiritual content. growth. Now that and, we're not yeah. moving, yeah. Now that we're not or moving, our daughters aren't getting have, married. Yeah. All of that. So yeah. All but right. Anyways. Yeah. Well, if you've heard this story and you want to partner with us, partner with this ministry, if you're feeling that just that weight and that that's what you want to do, um, there will be a link below for you to partner with us. Actually, there will be two links. There's one via PayPal and one via Cash App. On PayPal, you can actually set up reoccurring giving if that's what you want to do. Um, as we said, that this is an impactful ministry that has impact across the world as we are empowering parents and churches and families uh, to really walk in, in the spirit and uh, spirit-filled parents raising spirit-filled children. You know, that's that's our desire. That's what our, our heart is. And again, go ahead and, you know, just follow us on our socials and you know all that. I'm not going to go through it again. Um and yeah, that's it. Is that it? That's it. That's it. And also, if you are a, never mind. I was gonna say the, the Bible says to pray to the Lord of the harvest; He'll send harvesters. If you're a harvester and you want to move down to where we are, message up. No, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come join us in the field. Amen. Where we'll be uh, harvesting souls, and we're gonna have a ministry by the end that sees Christ glorified. That's right. And we're gonna hear, "Well done, good and faithful." That's our goal. Amen. To see Christ glorified and hear at the end of the time, "Well done, good and faithful. Come and receive." That's right. Amen. And so. We love you. God loves you. Thank you for being on this journey with us up until this moment. And we look forward to all that God has in the future. Continue to walk in faith, right? That's if right. God's made a promise, walk in faith. Amen. Walk in faith and watch and see that God is true to his word. Right. He is not a liar. He does not change his mind, but he is faithful and he Amen. is good. That's the, that's the biggest part of our journey that's right. that we can say is we've stepped out in faith and we've seen that God is good every step of the way. Amen. So God bless you and we love you. And even more importantly, God loves you. I did the. There it is. <laughs>